Thank you for tuning into Stepping Stones of Faith. Stepping Stones of Faith is a ministry of Claytonville United Brethren Church. Our service times are as follows. Sunday morning Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship starts at 10.30 a.m. If you would like to join us for any of these services, our address is 106 Elizabeth Street, Claytonville, Illinois, 60926. We hope to see you this morning. Hey folks, I'm Pastor Josh, and you're watching Walk Through the Psalms today. Today we're going to continue in our study of 119. We're going to be looking at 119 verses 9 through 16 today, the second portion of eight verses. And I'm here with Shannon Bale over there in South Africa. Shannon says it's like 97 degrees over there today. Here in Illinois, it is about 42. So I envy you a little bit, sir, but that's okay. So we're going to go ahead and open up with a word of prayer, and then I'm going to do that, and then we'll jump right into the psalm, all right? Father, we thank you today for your blessing and your mercy. Father, I pray that you would uh, guide our heart, guide our conversation, guide this word, Lord, that we would be uh, have a greater understanding of you through your word and through your presence. Father, just have your way by your Holy Spirit with this time, and Lord, lead and guide us and direct us in this psalm today. And Lord, we thank you for that. Bless the hearer that is listening to this. Open their heart and their eyes to your word. May they also come to a greater understanding of you. And Lord, we thank you for that. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as we were talking Amen. a little bit before this, folks, we were talking about some of the some of the uh, traditions of the Jewish people. And of course, this is an Old Testament book, so we have to go a little bit into the into the Jewish tradition because this this section of, of Scripture talks about predominantly about hiding the Word of God into our heart, uh, it, understanding the Word of God, and studying the Word of God. In the tradition of the Jewish people, the Jewish people by by the law of Moses, part of the law in Deuteronomy and in Leviticus and things, they were told to to put the word of God on their on their door posts. They were instructed to wear it on their heads at specific times. They were instructed to wear it around their wrist at specific times. And so when we look at this um, scripture, this is coming from a context of, of them understanding that their the word of God should be on their house and in their house and in their heart, in their head. And from those standpoints of actually putting physically the word of God on them. So as we read this, I want you to understand uh, that. So this is the context of where we're coming from. And of course, as we always do, we will make it also available for 2020 and make it relevant for 2020, as we always do. So just keep that in mind as you listen and as you go forth. Shannon, if you want to go ahead with verse 9, go, go ahead and start off with that. Yeah, I've got a little something to say before that, Pastor. Um, you see here, uh, before we start actually even get into verse 9, if you're looking in your Bibles, you're going to see the Hebrew word B or Beth, B-E-T-H. Uh, as I was doing the study for this, Pastor Josh, um, it come to me that uh, an understanding that it says the letter Beth is thought to mean a house. So when you think of the letter Beth, you can think of a house. People have suggested that the section, this section, section 
the Beth section, the, the, you know, the, the second letter of the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet, verses 9 through 16, actually uh, this section would talk about how to make the heart a home for the Word of God. I thought that was just so perfect for this psalm. That just goes to, to me, it just goes to show me, and it goes to show all of us, that God has meaning in everything he does, from the psalms to each verse to uh, everything that he puts in his word. It's alive, and it's able to do what it's called to do. It never comes back void. We've said that so many times here, Pastor Josh, but I like the fact that this one talks about the word of God getting into your heart, making your heart a home for the word. And, and, and you, 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 you were just taught, telling us that the, the Hebrews, the Israelites, would put it on their wrist. They would put it on their foreheads. They didn't do that because they felt somehow that it was just going to soak into their, their body and they were going to get it by way of uh, that way. No, they, they would see it. Uh, what method, maybe they looked in the mirror or maybe they looked at their hands. They would see those scriptures and it would remind them of who God was and remind him of his word. You know, today we all have cell phones. We can, I get a reminder to do a plan every day on my cell phone. I get a reminder to read a piece of scripture every day on my cell phone. I mean, that's what we all use from Africa to, uh, to Sheldon, uh, Illinois. That's what we use so often nowadays. So we can put those same types of reminders that the Israelites had. They just look a whole lot different. We don't have to wear them. We even see people with tattoos of scripture on them. You know what I mean? Some people will go, oh, you shouldn't tattoo your body. And I'm not going to get into that conversation. But yet I see people living a really healthy, fruitful Christian life that have tattoos of scripture on themselves. So, you know, to me, it kind of doesn't, you know, it doesn't have much difference than what they, what they did, you know, what they did in the Old Testament or what the Israelites did. But anyway, I didn't come to talk about that. What I want to talk about is I want to go into verse nine, and then I'll just I'll move on from there. Okay, Pastor Josh. So I'm yep, reading from the good. from the okay. I'm reading from the New King James Version. What version are you going to be reading from today? I'm, I'm reading from the Modern English Version today. Okay, very good. Just wanted to get that out of the way so everybody knew, so it didn't sound uh, you know a little different to him. And if it does, this is why. Yep. So, okay, verse 9 says, uh, Psalm 119, verse 9 says, How can a young man cleanse his way? Is a question mark right after that. It's a, it is a question. It's a great question. And then it says, then it gives the answer, by taking heed. Remember the word heed, folks. According to your, and it has a capital Y for me, your word. In other words, God. Your word, God, this is your word, and I need to take heed according to God's word or your word. Like I said, it's capitalized in there, and if you would notice that, I don't know if it's capitalized in yours, but it says, take heed yeah. to your word. Yes, it is capitalized. So it is, yeah, and I didn't notice that until we just started talking about it, brother. Anyway, verse 9, um, this verse is is just packed with a punch to me. It really, really is a good punch. Uh, a loving punch that I seriously need. It's like the psalmist himself is a young man, and he wants to know how to live a pure life before God. Boy, that's something to ask yourself. Man, at a young age, I wish I would have asked myself that, Pastor Josh. I really do. He wants 
I see that this young man wants his heart right before God. He wants his heart right before God. Uh, no matter what age, and I want everybody to understand this because we're, hopefully there's others, I mean, there's younger people listening, but this all, this goes for all ages. This goes for you and I both, you know, mm-hmm. both of us, Pastor Josh, we need, we need to hear this just as much as anybody else that's listening to this. No matter what age we read this verse at, we can look into our lives and say, how can we live pure lives before God? I'm going to give you a quick answer to that. You need to get into the word. I know that seems so, it seems so easy, and it really, really is, but you have to not only look at it, and we'll get into that a little bit later, uh, later, you know, reading and stuff. At a young age, at a young age, we think that we are unstoppable and no one is going to tell us what we should do or how we should live. I'm telling you what, I am a perfect example of that. All you have to do is talk to my mom or my pastors or anybody. And they would tell you, yes, Shannon had a mind of his own and he was going to do what he wanted to do. I still struggle, honestly, Pastor Josh, I still struggle with those things. But because of the word of God, um, I'm much better at it now, not by my own doings, but by continually putting the word within me. And I think that's a that's a that's a part of the human nature. That's a part of the sin nature. And I think we all deal with that from time to time. So it's not something it's not something that's foreign to anyone no. we and we can all identify mm. with there are times even in my life when i just want to do what i want to do mm. heck with it all you know i just want to, right. and, and, and i and i think i think we all deal with that but i think it's important like you said that you have a grounding in the word of god so that you're yes. not you don't be that doesn't become part of who you are again and you become falling away from god again so absolutely Go what ahead. i want to say is uh, how and I, and you would ask maybe someone would ask me how do you know this? I know this because as a young man, that was my mindset. I want to do what I want to do. And even today, like you said, Pastor Josh, we all kind of want to go that direction. But there's something that stops us. And that's not just the word of God, but the unctioning of the Holy Spirit that brings up the word of God in us and says, listen, now, this is going to be bad for you if you go that direction. So we, we need to make sure we got our, our listening ears on. Even into my late 30s, I thought this way. I really did. I'm just going to be honest with you folks. Until God's word taught me different. Once again, it's because of bringing God's word into my life um, that things started to change. There are many ways we get distracted as a young person, though. I know I was very, very distracted as a young person. As I look back, as I meditated on this word, I look back on some of the things I did as a youth, and then they were very, very, uh, very bad. <laughs> i just say that. Um, we have a strong desire to have our own independence. Oh, we all have a strong, even, even as a child, man, woman, uh, children, we all have a strong desire to have our own independence. Our, another thing is our peers may try to challenge us with the wrong motives. And we do things without thinking about them. We don't use the wisdom that's within us. Because they're at those times when I was younger, I was thinking back, Pastor Josh, I go, the Lord told me at times that I shouldn't do something, but I still went ahead and did it anyway. But a lot of times it was because of peer pressure. And that's still just as evident at this age where I'm at today as it was when I was, when I was younger. So 
all these things that this younger person may be writing, I think it, I'll be honest with you, Pastor Josh, I think it is a younger person writing this. You know, I really, really do. The uh, Also, and I want to hit this because it's something we must hit if we're going to talk about young people. The hormones of a young person are much stronger as they become a teenager. You know, and we start wanting to get into all those things God tells us to do, not to have sex before marriage and do uh, do uh, things that uh, aren't uh, uh, um, aren't right. You know, we we really have a strong desire in that. It's in us. That's physically in us. God, I believe, put that in us. But yet, we need to take take heed, and that's what I'm getting ready to go into. We need to take heed to the word that He speaks of that that God speaks of and says, listen, you're not supposed to have sex before marriage. You're not supposed to be caving to peer pressure. You know, if if we will continue to put that word inside of us, even as a young person, when those times come up, we will be able to be directed by, uh, uh, by God's word and not by the peer pressure that's coming on us, because it's going to come. Anyone that's listening to this, there is going to be peer pressure in your life every single day. I'm, I'm just about positive of it, especially if you're in the workforce. You know, somebody might be listening to this and go, you know, everybody's going out to the bar tonight uh, after work. Boy, I sure would like to do that. And they'll pressure you all day. Man, Shin, come on. Or Josh, come on, you know, or whoever's listening. Uh, it'll be a good time. You don't even have to drink. You know, they'll tell you that. Some, some people tell you that, but... You know, for being a person that was an alcohol, a recovering alcoholic, I can tell you that's not a good place for a recovering alcoholic to go, whether you think you can handle it or not. That's a peer pressure that can break. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they and they, oh, maybe they buy you a beer. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you've been bought a beer and uh, you told them you weren't going to drink it. But because they bought it for you, they spent the money. Now you feel like you're obligated to do that. You know, uh, I don't think people really do it to be mean. They just don't understand. They don't see things through the eyes of the scripture like you should. And see the thing too, with that, with that setting, that may not happen the first time. Right. The person that, that goes into the, let's say you succumb to the peer pressure and you go mm. to the bar and you, well, this wasn't mm. so bad. Let's, let's do it next week. And then let's do it. And then about the third, fourth time you start to loosen up a little bit. People start buying you a beer and all they but they spent, because I'm the kind of person who gets who gets kind of feeling bad if somebody spent money on me. Yeah. You know, that's good money. You know, you spent it on me, yeah. so I'm not going to waste it. And I, I don't drink right. and never have. But, I mean, with anything, right. you think, well, they've spent this mm -hmm. money. You know, it's they, they, they tried, to, tried to be kind, and so let's go ahead and mm -hmm. do this. And so it, yeah. it can happen. It can happen. Yeah. And, Absolutely. you know, just kind of I, – I, I think it's important to guard – your heart. Uh, those mm. that are watching and listening on Clayton mm. or UB radio or anywhere else, it's important to just guard your heart. If you're a Christian, guard your heart. And I've had opportunities like that when I was in the workforce, when I was working retail, we're all going out to the bar or we don't go out to bars. Well, you, you don't have to drink. I said, well, I don't want to go out to a bar. And I never did. And they asked me every time, every time, every time. Mm -hmm. And eventually I, uh, and and it's not I I I've never been a bar person. It's it's just not been my my scene, and so it wasn't hard for me to to say no and just stick to that. But for mm -hmm. some like yourself, or for some that have come out of that, that can be a very difficult mm -hmm. thing. And sure. you were you were you were talking about you know the 
raging hormones of a teenager, you know, mm-hmm. every every era has its challenges. Mm-hmm. But this era that we've you're in now, I'm sorry to say, but but sex is so accessible. Mm-hmm. It's so accessible, you know, and it's and it's not just, you know, the dark web or it's not just somewhere in the dark corner of the internet. I mean, it's right on your television screen. Yeah. Or it's right on your right on your um computer screen. You know, my my kids spend a lot of time on the computer and even in some of the the things that they have to use for school, there's ads on the side. Sometimes sure. those ads are for games that look innocent, you know, they're games, but the imagery on those games are not so innocent. And so they're right. they're, you know, my kids are 8 and 7. Pretty soon they're going to start right. having things. And so, you know, uh, it, I, I feel bad for this generation because there's so mm-hmm. many things that they're being right. bombarded with. And, and yeah. And that's and why it's, it's so important. That's why it's so important to keep the word before them. Like you're doing with your children, mm-hmm. you got to keep the word before them. Man, Cause that word will do what we cannot. As right. long as we're putting it in them, it's going to come back to remembrance in them. Got it. Whatever moment in time, whether it be they're teenagers or they're seven or they're 10 or they're uh, 50, mm-hmm. you know, down the road, the Lord will rise up this word within them because they've been taught it and they yeah. understand it and they know what it means. So like with your kids, like I said, then there's a lot of adults out there that are doing that, but mm-hmm. there's some that aren't. So if you're listening to this today and you haven't taken the time to teach your kids the word, I suggest just take a verse. Um, you know, last week, uh, last time we talked about this, I spoke about a person that um, I don't know if it was Horton. I can't remember what uh, person it was that we talked about, but he said he had his kids take it's a Matthew, verse of Matthew Psalm Henry. 119. Henry, Matthew, thank you, Pastor Matthew Josh. Henry. He had him take a, a a verse every day of Psalm 119 and, and, and read it and meditate on it. Man, what? what direction for your, for your life. And I'm sure they had to have conversations with his kids because they didn't understand some of it. Yeah. But they, he, 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 he put in them into their heart. He was, he was depositing the word of God into his children's heart. So later on down the road, they wouldn't deal, you know, once they come up against these trials and tribulations and things like that, that word would begin to rise up in them and go, this, I shouldn't be involved in this. I should get away from it. I should run from the sin quickly. I need to get away. And see, that's, so, what, that's what I do with my kids. And, and the, the, the purpose for that, for what we do, and we do, like for those of you that don't know, we do the Westminster Shorter Catechism. And what that basically is, is it gives you a question and an answer and then the scriptures that um, back up that answer. And mm-hmm. so um, what we do, there's no, I don't guide them in how they should answer. I don't guide them in what they should pull out of it. We look at the scripture, we underline and I have them underline mm-hmm. it in their Bible. So they're seeing it, they're underlining it. Mm-hmm. We have them read it. So they're learning by three different ways, the scripture. And the purpose of that is to cause questions that they might have to question me. And then I can question them and their understanding. And then we sit down and we talk about, and we talk about, our, our, our questions, our answers and those things. And, and and that helps, excuse me, that helps in, in that, that will help in their, in their life in the future. Because I know, 
just doing devotions at night with the kids because we do devotions during the day. We devotions that do devotions at night. And so when I ask questions at night, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing to me to know that my kids can rattle off the correct principle, just like mm. you're having a conversation, you know, mm-hmm. because they've had the word put into their heart. They've talked mm. about it. They've, they've come to a place of understanding. And that's, that's why we, that's why I encourage and Shannon encourages us to, to do that with your kids because those principles are timeless for mm. anyone. And that's right. my prayer is that my kids will then take it to their kids and then it'll be a generational thing where it's a generation of Christians and maybe even a generation Amen. of pastors come from. Amen. You know, so. Uh, yeah, the second, the second half, and now I, I've got a few points that I might want to give to those that are listening and even you, Pastor Josh, and I both can learn from these things. But I'd like to kind of point those things out and maybe if somebody's taking notes on the other end of this, they can say, well, this would help. This would help. So uh, the second part of verse nine says, by taking heed according to your word. You know, at first says, how can a young man cleanse his way? That's a question. And then it says, by taking, taking, it answers it by saying, by taking heed according to your way. The young person must take heed. To take heed is to find your, uh, excuse me, to find your foundation um, living living it out in the Word of God. We need to find ourselves, uh, find our foundation in the Word of God. What, what, when the God, what God and what God instructs us to do. He guides us in that, and He instructs us through His Word. A few ways that God's Word shows us to take heed. Number one, it tells us right from wrong. It has a standard of purity. The word of God has a standard of purity. He said, Jesus said, be pure for I am pure. Don't, don't, you need to work towards that. It's not something that you're just, just going to instantly gather from Jesus. You're pure by the blood of Jesus. Don't get me wrong, but it's a, we've talked about this number of times, Pastor Josh, and I'm not going to stay in it, but it's a thing that's called sanctification. You're being purified. Not that you're pure all at once, but you're being purified, but you are you know, it's both things. You are pure all at once because of the blood of Jesus. But that purity begins, uh, continues to work in and through you. And the way that happens is by, uh, by, by the word of God. Number two, God's word shows us the difficulty of purity. He doesn't say this is going to be easy. He doesn't. He knows that we're born of sin. Uh, and it reminds us to be on guard from that sin. The word of God reminds us to be on guard uh, from the sin that is out in the world. In other words, there is a difficulty of being pure, but yet the word of God, if we're pouring it into us, it continually reminds us to guard our hearts and guard things around us. Number three, God's word shows us the way to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. This is a big one for me, Pastor Josh. So we have spiritual resources to be pure. God gave us the Holy Spirit so he could teach us how to be pure. That's New Testament teaching. That's Jesus' teaching. That's Paul's teaching. That we, it's Peter's teaching that we are to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. So we have, so we have the resources to be pure. 
he's going to give him to us. He's the helper, right? The Holy Spirit's the helper, right, Pastor Josh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, n- number, number four, God's word is key. This is good. Listen to this one. If you get anything out of this, this is the key right here to me. God's word is key in renewing our minds, which in turn is the key to personal, moral, and spiritual transformation. I'm going to say that one more time. It's so good. God's word is key to renewing our minds, which in turn is key to our personal, moral, and spiritual transformation. I have a quote from our friend Charles Spurgeon's Pastor Josh. He says, young men, the Bible must be your must be your chart. Remember that. Young men, the Bible, or women, I'm going to say women in there too, must be your spiritual chart. And you must exercise great watchfulness that you may be due according to its direction. In other words, the word of God is your chart. That's what he's saying. You must take heed to your daily life as well as studying your Bible. And you must study your Bible Now listen to this, that you may take heed to your daily life. With the greatest care, a man will go astray if his map misleads him. But with the most accurate map, he will lose his road if he does not take heed to it. In other words, if we take this Bible, I'll just keep on reading. What I say Charles is telling us is is that even if we are reading the Bible and living a life that we are thinking is pure, and the actions that we do don't line up with what we are reading and studying, then we have not taken heed to the map or to the word. Yep. Yep. And, and you know, it, it's so important to to keep the word of God. And this, this begs the question, I think, of us. And it should mm-hmm. anyway. It should make us look to ourselves and say, am I keeping the word of God according to his ways? Am I right. am I living according to his ways? It should cause that question in our spirit. And then, then accordingly, we should ask God. And if God reveals to us, and God does reveal to us things, if God reveals to us that we are not keeping that, then we must apply the, the confirmation that God is wanting us to be different. And so it's important to to do that. We we these things, this verse nine should cause that question. Number one should cause: Are am I living according to the will of in in word of God? Am I doing that? And if not, God help me to do so. And that's the application part. You know, we can. And I've said this before. We can know what God wants us to do. We can know when we can have an understanding of what God desires for us. But just knowing it isn't going to change it we have to apply those principles and those things in order to keep god god's word specific in our life we have to keep those things and if we're not then there's an issue there uh you want me to go on to verse 10 then all right with my whole heart i seek you do not allow me to wander from your commandments this again is a prayer do not do not allow me to wander because, because, and I and I take this to mean that the psalmist is saying here he has a tendency to wander. Because if he didn't have a tendency to wander, he wouldn't put "Don't allow me to wander." Our lives, our minds, our spirits, our person in ourselves, we have a tendency to wander away from 
the things of God. Because of, we, we talked about earlier, all the things that we are bombarded with in our daily life, the things that, that pull us away or make, or make us think of things we shouldn't think about or make us do things we shouldn't do, or we, we have a tendency to wander. And so the psalmist is saying, do not allow me to wander from your commandments. Do not allow me to do that. Protect me, guard me, put a hedge of protection around me. These are things we should be praying for, for ourselves and for our families. Uh, for 2020. I mean, there's a lot of things in 2020 going on right now that we need God to touch the situations of our family members and our friends and and all these things. The 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 things in 2020, we won't go into all of them, but there's a lot of things that cause a lot of wandering from the knowledge that God is with you. And if he's with you, uh, and if you're if you're keeping his commandments, things can go on around you. They're not going to stop going on around you, but you your response is different. Your response is different. So with all, with all, with my whole heart, I will seek you. We need to apply that. We need to apply that with our whole heart. And that's a question I think Shannon and I can agree on that it's important to have that mentality of seeking God on a, on a daily basis with our whole heart, not just with, um, not just with, a, a obligation spirit where I've got to do uh, my devotions that when my when my notification on my phone comes up, darn it, I'm in the middle of this, but now I got to stop and do this. That's the wrong attitude. It's the wrong way of thinking about it. We should eagerly expect that notification bell to go off. And I'm sure, Shannon, I'm sure that you uh, sometimes get it done before the notification button goes off because I know you as a person and I know that you are a person that seeks God and, and, and spends time in his word. And I'm sure you don't, you don't really need that notification to remember to get into God's word. But it's kind of nice when you're busy to have that kind of thing. And we should have but, the yeah. – go ahead. I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. It's the reminder. That's all yeah. it is. Just like they, you talked about it the first of this. Mm -hmm. Really, it doesn't hurt. You know right. what I mean? So maybe, maybe they did that in, out of religion – you're right. I don't do this out of religion. I do this as a reminder. I'll be honest with you. It's been so busy in our home for the past week, Pastor Josh, and you know all about those things. And we're not going to go into that. But there was a couple of times where we missed a couple of devotions that we like to do together. Mm -hmm. But that didn't stop me from remembering God's word. Right. When we didn't do those. Right. Because and I, I had been putting in it, you know, because we continue to put it in, everything that was going on in my life at that in, in the last week, God kept on bringing scriptures to me. And that's the whole part of getting it in your heart mm -hmm. to me. That's where we see God's word in our heart. It, become, it becomes alive to us when it's most needed. This past mm -hmm. week, it has been the most needed it's been since we've been on the field, Pastor Josh, in, in, in Africa. But God, once again, but God, he takes care of it. Every single time. And he reminds us, I have you. I'm taking care of you. And that's what it means to hide the word in your heart. Don't do it as a religious thing. Don't memorize scripture because you think you're going to sound smart before a bunch of Christians. Memorize scripture because you want it to help you down the road or help you. Uh, I think I wrote down in my notes. to help. You've seen this many times, Pastor Josh, where it helps you minister. Mm -hmm. The Lord will bring a scripture up to you for someone else or even to yourself. 
in the in a time of need during your during whether you're talking to somebody uh, or you're helping somebody out, a scripture will come to mind and say, "This is from God." You know what I mean? Because you've stored that away in your heart, it begins to do what it says right here in the Word of God. It does when you hide it in your heart, you're able to bring it back to remembrance. Go ahead. And I and I think and I think what you're saying there, I I think God can. And I'm not saying you shouldn't memorize scripture, but I think a lot of right. the when the when the spirit comes, when the spirit draws scriptures back to you, that is yes. that's more than just from memorization. That's yes. from a close relationship with God that that and you're allowing God to move in your life and allowing God to move in your spirit. Memorization's good. I mean, I I it's good, it's a good discipline, especially if you're gonna memorize something. Memorize the yeah. word of God. Don't memorize other things. But if you're yeah. going to memorize that, memorize something that's good, that's going to penetrate your heart and, and be used by God later. But I, but it's important too to know, to notice, to understand that a good relationship God with God can complement that memorization. And, and, and oh, God yes. can just, can just, uh, un, I don't want to say unlock, but God can just be, be used can use you, I should say. God, you don't ever use God. God uses you, but God could use you in such a way that would be more powerful if those two things were in play. If you have a good relationship and you're memorizing scripture, I always tell people if they're going to memorize scripture, memorize scripture God puts on your heart to memorize. Mm-hmm. You know, some people memorize, well, I'm going to memorize this particular passage, and that's good, but I think it's important to, to also ask God which portions. Because if God has a portion for you to memorize, he's definitely going to use it. He's definitely going to yeah, use it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's, I'll just be honest with you, that's what's happened this week for me. I can say it from just being through a struggling time in the past week that, you know, when hurt and uncertainty and temptation come even into our lives, not just others, we should be ministering the word of God to others. And we'll get into a little bit of that too. But I'm just saying it ministered, the word of God ministered to me this past week like i haven't seen it in a very long time i'll be honest with you josh i was in a i was in kind of a funk for about a week but then it just seemed like monday god had opened the the floodgates of love and understanding and compassion to me and said shannon i've got you once again i got you and your family you have nothing to worry about just keep on going back to my word and believing it and uh knowing that i'm doing what it says i'm gonna do so I would say we need to use it for us too, Pastor Josh. It's it, the word goes in and does things. It, I mean, we've said this many times. It goes and it does what it's supposed to do. It never comes back void. So when yeah. we begin to pray scripture, oh, it's a good one to do. Listen, folks, pray the Psalms. Pray the Psalms. As you see Psalms being written, and as Pastor Josh and I are even talking about it, you hear hear us say, "This is a prayer to God in this mm-hmm. Psalm." We can go back ourselves. And if we're struggling with a certain thing that we see in a psalm, we can pray that just like the psalmist did. We can pray that to God and he'll, he'll, you'll see fruit in it. It will not come back void. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and, and I, and I, you know, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I, you know, I, I use the scripture uh, to minister to myself as well. Mm-hmm. There's been times in my life that I don't know what to pray. So I'll open up the scripture and I'll just pray something out of the book of Psalms. That speaks to me, you know, and, and, and ministers to me and God can minister through that. It's a wonderful thing. 
wonderful thing to do. And it's important to, 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 to do that. I mean, you know, how are we ever going to live a good life in God if we don't employ the word of God in our life? You know, Amen. we've got to be, we've got to be people of the word yes. in order for God to speak. Absolutely. How, how are we going to know what God, because God could speak to us. You know, he, he still can speak to us, but if we don't have mm -hmm. any understanding in the word, how are we going to know whether it's God or not? You know, if, if you think about that, God could say something like, like he told you, just keep, you know, keep in my word, keep going back to my word trust in me and if you hadn't been in the word of god ever in your life you would never know that that's that's a predominant theme in the scripture trust mm. god rely on god mm. be you know mm. it's so important to have the word of god that's in right. your life and that's Amen, one of the brother. that's one of the things that i always tell my congregation one of the things i tell them all the time all this almost every sunday i don't think i said it this sunday but almost every sunday i tell them get into your word and read it get into your word and read it and it's it's one of those things that uh, I love. I don't know if you've ever watched Duck Dynasty before, but I love Phil Robertson. And he said something one time. I was watching something he said, and he there's a, there's been a big big thing here about a year ago or so, but with Bible collectors Bible collecting Bibles that were goat skin and some certain size of GSM paper and no ghosting and all all this stuff and premium Bibles. And he said this, he, and he's got one that's probably, probably got from Walmart, you know, and it's, he's used it and stuff. And he said, he said, all these premium Bibles, he said, just, just get a Bible and read it. You know, and that, that's so important. It doesn't have there to be is. anything premium. It doesn't have to be a family Bible. It doesn't have to be leather and 32 GSM paper and Smithsone and all these things that right. they pull out there. Just get a Bible and read it. One that you can understand. So, you know, King James is 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 pretty popular and it's and it's a go-to translation for a lot of denominations. I personally have a hard time understanding it. So I read the modern English version and I get a lot out of that. That's what I mm -hmm. use. I don't I don't buy I don't buy premium Bibles either, but I use my Bibles and I read my Bibles and I mark up my Bibles and I write in my Bibles yeah. and I study. And that that's the key. It doesn't matter what the Bible is, which which Bible it is or what the cover is. Are you using the inside? Who cares yeah. about the outside? Is the inside used? Thank you for listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. I pray that you find value in this content. You can also find an audio podcast of this program on all the major podcasting platforms. Just type Stepping Stones of Faith into the podcast search bar. Once again, I'm Pastor Josh. Thank you for joining me today.